Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Andy Shea. Ross is off this week, so that means, Andy, you got to do four quarters of work today. You ready for that? I am. Let's do it, Jimmy. I'm ready to go. All right. But before we get started with the news, quick note. In partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, Keystone Sports, we're offering you the opportunity to travel to the Auburn game, flight, stay at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, tailgate party, all of that included. And maybe most importantly, you get to mingle With me and Dustin, we will be on the trip also. We'll be recording our podcast from down there. You could be part of the show. If you want more information, just head over to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414. A reminder, there is a deadline that's approaching. It's July 22nd, so make your plans. Get a hold of Athletic Collegiate Athletic Travel. Hopefully you could join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Andy, the big news. It's, it was the bombshell announcement about a week ago of the addition of USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. That is still the dominant news story because it's not just about those two teams moving. It's about what's going to come next. First of all, I haven't talked to you since this news came up. What was your reaction to it? Yeah, I was shocked, um, to be honest with you. I was like, you knew the Big Ten going forward as with Texas and Oklahoma setting the table last year and then, you know, Texas A&M joining the SEC a couple years before that. You knew college football was moving a little bit, right? But And that the Big Ten was looking or going to expand in some way, shape, or form. But... USC and UCLA out of the Pac-12, two California schools on the West Coast. It, it, it was shocking, but it also told me that there are no boundaries. There won't be any boundaries to a degree in a few years. And who knows exactly what it's going to look like, but there are no boundaries when it comes to the conferences and the power that they wield in college football and what they're willing to do to make their conference even more powerful. So... I just, I was just like, it does, it didn't make sense at first, but when you think about it, it now makes complete sense that it doesn't matter. Geography doesn't matter to a degree anymore. It's just all about how can you make your conference as powerful as possible in the college football playoff era. And no doubt USC is a traditional power in college football. They have name recognition, name value. They're probably on the upswing, big hire with Lincoln Riley going there. You expect USC star to ascend. Not to mention those two teams bring the Los Angeles market. That's critical. Yeah. And my question is now, it's what comes next? The one obvious name for everyone is Notre Dame. Again, they have national recognition. 
they would bring it a value to any conference they go to except they like their independence they like being independent even if it costs them some money question is can Notre Dame afford to stay independent so the $64,000 question is you're, you're right Jimmy is what is Notre Dame going to do their ACC for all their other sports except football they're still independent they like their independence they value their independence but I'm not so sure in the in the next contract for the college football playoffs when the the current one expires in a couple years. I'm not sure they're going to be able to sit as an independent and be considered part of the college football playoff under an expanded conference model. In other words, we're looking at maybe, you know, is it two, three, four? I don't know how many Power Five conferences are going to be left from the hundred, you know, from the schools. But however many it is. I don't think you can be that far of an outsider as an independent. And I don't think the college the college football playoff has sort of given Notre Dame a break during the initial run here. But I don't think they're going to be able to give that to them going forward. And I think Notre Dame's going to have to make a decision on the conference. And the Big Ten makes sense, but who? what makes sense anymore, Jimmy? I mean, USC, UCLA to the, to the Big Ten, that doesn't make quote-unquote sense, but it also makes a lot of sense. Could Notre Dame go to the SEC? They could. Could the Notre Dame go to the Big 12 if they gobble up more of the Pac-12? They could. But I think what Notre Dame does is a $64,000 question that needs to be answered sooner than later as this starts to play out in more detail over the next, you know, 18 months. When you talk about what makes sense, USC, UCLA... From the Big Ten's perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Los Angeles, huge market. USC, UCLA, two real good brands. They will bring value to the Big Ten. Notre Dame, again, for the Big Ten, makes a lot of sense. Makes sense to anyone because Notre Dame would bring value wherever they go. What I don't understand is how Notre Dame... I think it's logical for Notre Dame to go to the Big Ten. There's, it makes geographic sense. It makes financial sense for them. They have many rivals already at, in the Big Ten. And as yep. you pointed out, with the playoffs. So what, I don't understand that there's an alternate decision for Notre Dame that makes any sense. I, I, I never understood why Notre Dame got a free pass in this first round of the college football playoffs. Right, like they let the college football playoff let Notre Dame dictate to them, dictate to them that we are not going to join a conference. Now, this wasn't conference tied, right? The college football playoffs in the initial run here has not been conference tied in terms of, you know, what any any parameters for being a conference champion or anything like that. So, so that was, I think that was done in the initial run to sort of they're looking for the best teams. It's only four, and they wanted they kind of appease Notre Dame. To a degree, but I don't think in the super conference model, however it, it looks and expands, because let's face it, it's not going to be four teams, I don't think, in the next round of the playoffs after this contract expires. If it is, then I think college the college football playoff has made a huge mistake because the conference are saying, conferences are telling them, we're going to a super conference model. We are going super conference model. You guys need to keep up as the college football playoff. So... 
I think Notre Dame has to join a conference. I just think they, for football, they have to pick one and join one. And they need to pick it sooner than later to, to let the power conferences. Because if you think about it, Jimmy, the SEC, while all this has been going down, right, all this spring is there's been chatter about schools and stuff, who's been sitting there not – you haven't heard squad douche from the SEC, right? The SEC is just laying in the weeds, just being quiet, waiting to gobble up whatever they want to gobble up after the dust settles. They'll be like, okay, once the dust settles and all this craziness happens, what are we going to do? They're the alpha dog. They're going to decide what, where they want to go. Andy, you mentioned you know the mega conferences. There seems to be this narrative now being built. The SEC, the Big Ten, will be the two mega conferences. They won't be finished until they have, say, like 24 teams each, and they can have their own separate playoffs. And I get the value of that. I do. But, as you said, Southeast Conference isn't saying anything. Obviously, the Big Ten wants Notre Dame, and they're waiting on that before they do anything else. Correct. But... Notre Dame makes sense financially, just like USC and UCLA did. I don't think there's a lot of other teams that on their own coming into, whether it's the Southeast Conference or the Big Ten, actually make financial sense. What you got to understand is you add another team, that's another team taking you know a bite of the pie. You have to split it another way. So unless they can bring as much value as their slice of the pie, which Notre Dame does, USC and UCLA do. But there aren't any, I don't know of any other schools that definitely bring that value. Is it possible that these two conferences will kind of stay where they are right now? Uh, I, I see that, I see that as highly unlikely because I, I, I don't, I, I say that think I'm just guessing here because who knows what the heck's going to happen? But I see it as the more you absorb, the more pieces of another conference's market. Like if it ends up being three conferences, then you've gone from five to three. The money's kind of still the same. It's all about the markets that you get. But in terms of marquee markets, there's not many of them left. So you have a very valid point. But I can see a Big Ten and an SEC in the 20s, I could see them at 20 or larger. Um, I really could. I could see, I could see three conferences, maybe three, um, four possibly because the ACC has some media rights issues. But I, I, I don't know how far this goes. I just know that the NCAA completely no longer has any say in college football because the conferences are just actually flexing their muscles a little bit more and taking over institutional control of college football as they should, as they always have done. What I see though, is a lot of schools overvaluing their own uh, attraction or their own value. So when you look at it, like Oregon and Washington think they should be taken into the big 10. I'm not convinced they have the dollar value. The only way this works, the mega conferences, is with, you know, the playoff. Would the world uh, accept a mega Southeast Conference and a mega Big Ten, those two teams essentially acting like NFL conferences, AFC, NFC, with their own playoffs, and then eventually a championship game? 
would the public accept that as your national champion? I don't think the NFL model that you mentioned, Jimmy, I don't think the AFC, NFC, NFL model is a really bad idea for college football as well, just with, you know, two power conference. But they have they have, they have have so many FBS schools. What is, it's the 64, it's the Cincinnati question. What about the all the other schools? Do they have a chance at the college football? The power conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten are making the move to eliminate everybody else from college football playoffs. It's whether or not what the college football playoffs does and how much they expand going forward that makes a big, big difference for me. All right, Andy, that's it for now, but I'm sure we will talk, be talking about this more as the summer goes on. That's it for quarter number one. Quarter number two, we are going to get back to our positional evaluation. Stay tuned for that. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lion's soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com.